The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Hey, is this Mike Mills of the Baseball Project in REM? Correct, you are. Mike, how are you, bud? I'm good. How are you doing? Man, I could not be better. We appreciate your time today. That's fantastic. I'm glad to hear you well, and I'm glad to be here. Since their formation in 2007, the Baseball Project has become a part of the game by creating musical tributes to baseball, its stories and stars, and its impact on American culture. An indie rock supergroup composed of Steve Wynn of Dream Syndicate, Scott McCahey of Young Fresh Fellows, Linda Pittman of Zuzu's Pedals, and of course Mike Mills and Peter Buck of R.E.M. The Baseball Project has become well-loved for their brilliant, catchy, and historically accurate songs of baseball lore and oddball characters. And this season, their fourth studio album, Grand Salami Time, hits record stores and online on June 30th via Omnivore Recordings and is produced by Mitch Easter, who worked with Mills and Buck in the 80s on R.E.M.'s early albums, including their debut EP, Chronic Town, and their debut album, Murmur. We're big fans of R.E.M., baseball, and the baseball project, so we're proud to welcome the Braves fan in the bunch, Mr. Mike Mills. Welcome to Braves Country. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Thank you so much for coming to the Braves Country Live Show over in Athens on opening day. It was great to meet you there, and I know you're a huge Braves fan. And Scott tells me you've been a season ticket holder for the Atlanta Braves for many, many years. Right. Well, I bought them in 92 after the uh, incredible worst to first of 91. Uh, I was at every series game in Atlanta uh, for 91. I said, shoot, I got to get in on this. But I've been a Braves fan since they moved to Atlanta back in 66. Not to date myself or anything, but yeah, yeah, I've been a Braves fan since they got here. Wow. Did you uh, see Hank Aaron break the record? Pretty sure I saw it on TV, but I, you know, so long ago. 
you know, in your mind, when you've seen it uh, often enough on on tape, you feel like you were there. Yeah, but no, absolutely. I don't believe I was actually at the what, game. What was the biggest moment that you've been at a Braves game for? Sid Slide, where Chipper Jones with the infield fly. What game stands out to you as the most significant? Oh, man. Um, a lot of the most significant games I went to were were not good things. Like, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the, it's really weird. Like, the infield fly thing against St. Louis. I don't know if that's the one you mean. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, where that ump called that thing an infield fly, yeah. the Braves fan let him have the fans let him have it. Yeah, I was there for that. I, a long time ago, some years ago, I was flying back and forth from Europe. I was in Europe doing press, and the Braves were playing the Jays in the series, and I said, I got to get back for this. So I actually flew back from Europe uh, two consecutive weekends just to catch the games in Atlanta because I wasn't going to miss that. Gosh, that was a uh, yeah, that was a tough. That was a heartbreaker. That was a heartbreaker. That's a tough that series. Was, yeah, that was the Wooler slider. Uh, yeah, that was that was a uh, real heartbreaker. What about the big win in twenty one or ninety five and twenty one? You you make it to those World Series games? You know, if they're in the series, I'm I'm usually at a couple of them. I was I went to see yeah. Houston and we lost we lost the game in Houston, but that's all right because we won the series. That's right, absolutely. Hey man, we did want to thank you again for coming over to our live show in in Athens. That was really cool to see you there at the end of the night one thing that happened that was kind of uh bizarre for me was uh you gave ryan klesko and myself a ride to the 40 watt club after our show there at hotel indigo and if you'd have told me as a 90s kid you know i started college at uga in 91 if you'd have told me i'd be riding with uh with Mike Mills and Ryan Klesko to the 40-watt, I, I would never have believed you. I was thinking about it. It had to kind of be surreal for you, too, to give Klesko a ride to the 40-watt, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally surreal. Uh, you know, I mean, I played <laughs> I played Little League as a kid, and, you know, uh, Rico Cardi was my actually my hero growing up. Um, boy, that dates me. But, yeah, that, I mean, that kind of stuff blows my mind. I'm, I'm kind of buddies with Dale Murphy. I just spoke to him. Awesome. We hung out a little bit at a Regions uh, Senior Golf Tournament in Birmingham. And it still blows my mind that I get to hang out with Murph. You know, it's just it's incredible how lucky I've been. Yeah, it's really cool that you kind of created this baseball project with, uh, with some of your friends so that you guys could kind of explore your baseball fandom, which is uh, kind of why Tug and I do this show, too, so we can relate. And uh, we can't wait to hear this new record from the baseball project, uh, Grand Salami Time. Uh, it's your fourth full-length album. Tell us about some of your favorite songs and, and making this new record. Um, oh, gosh. It's, it's actually, I think it's our best one. I, I came in late to the Baseball Project. It was actually formed at my 50th birthday party when uh, Scott McCoy and Steve Wynn were talking about how much they love baseball and how much they love rock and roll. And, you know, how come there's no, like, baseball projects or somebody to write songs about it? So they formed the band then, and I came in uh, a couple of albums later uh, when Peter was, was unable to make a tour, and I just, you know, I'm a substitute, basically. I was brought up from AAA uh, <laughs> to play bass for the project, and uh, and I kind of stuck. And, you know, I guess Peter got lollipipped a little bit, and I was I was in. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, we, I think this is the best one yet. Uh, Scott and Steve are amazing songwriters. We got a really cool one about the yips. Uh, we, Scott wrote a great <laughs> one about combining Shohei Otani and Sadaharu Oh, the great Japanese slugger. <laughs> I got one uh, a few years ago. We were hanging out with Lenny Gennardo, and we asked Lenny, we said, how many, how many guys, you th- how many pitchers do you think put stuff on the ball? You know, we thought he'd say maybe 30%. So he goes, oh, probably 75 or 80%. We were like, what are you talking about? He says, it's not a bad thing because everybody's doing it, and the hitters would much rather you have some control over the ball, you know, than to let some 98-mile-an-hour fastball come flying at you. So I wrote a song called Stuff that's on the record that sort of addresses that issue. That's so cool because I heard Tom Glavin say the exact same thing over on the Braves Radio Network over on 680 The Fan. He said the exact same thing. 
Yeah, well, Tommy's a smart guy, and uh, in addition to being, you know, one of the all-time greats. But, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you remember the game, uh, whatever playoff, I think it was a playoff game where Pineda uh, had the pine tar on his neck. And, of course, I talk about that in my song. But, you know, they, did, they didn't want to call him on it. It wasn't until the announcers started talking about it that the manager had to come out and, and lodge a complaint because otherwise he was going to let him keep doing it because uh, he wanted his guys to be able to do it too. Talking to Mike Mills of Baseball Project and REM, what was it like being reunited with Mitch Easter, who produced a bunch of REM stuff like Chronic Town and the first album Murmur, and then having P- Peter Buck back in the studio? It's kind of a flashback all the way around. You know, it, it's we've never lost touch with Mitch. I've, I've worked with him off and on at different projects over the years. I think he did a couple of REM fan club singles with me back in the day. And, uh, and see, yeah, we hang out. We see each other at all kinds of different events. So it's always a thrill to go in the studio with Mitch. He's one of, the, he's one of my favorite people in the world, in addition to being an incredible uh, musician and producer. And then to have Peter involved in this one was great. You know, the great thing is the band, we're all still buddies, and we all get to talk. And, and when we get to hang out, it's, it's always super chill and really fun. So, uh, you know, Peter, he's such an amazing guitar player. So it's always great to have his musicianship brought into these songs that we're doing. Let's talk a little bit about the tour. You guys are going to go out and tour to support the new record. Uh, It's Grand Salami time, August 8th at Saturn in Birmingham, which I love that club because it's right by the old Birmingham Barons minor league park, which I know you guys visited. It's one of the oldest in the country. Uh, And um, and then you're coming over to Atlanta, playing Terminal West on August 9th. August 10th, a home game at the 40 Watt Club, uh, (laughs) Athens, Georgia, home of REM. And then uh, you got the Music Farm in Charleston on the 11th of August, a couple shows with Jason Isbell, going up to Chapel Hill in Richmond before you go do the rest of the whole country through uh, August 28th. Man, that's got to be great to get back on the road. Get I guess you're traveling in the van and uh, just doing it like minor league style, right? Yeah, it's it's really cool, although i got to tell you, whoever booked this tour apparently thinks we're 25. we got, we got like 19 shows in 21 days. Yeah, I know, that's a... going to be interesting. You're talking about Rickwood Field in Birmingham. What a great place. We uh, When the uh, baseball project played there a few years ago, uh, a guy that, that runs the joint took us out there and let us hit balls and run the bases wow. on Rickwood, which was totally cool. Yeah, it's a great old park. And uh, and that was a, I was totally psyched about that. And like I said, I was interested in Birmingham a couple of week, weeks ago. We went by Saturn. It looks like a really cool club, so I'm psyched about that. Talk a little bit about the 40-watt club, coming in there with the baseball project. Is it always special to play there? Does it ever get old? I'll just wander downtown, and, and if there's a band there, I'll go and see them regardless of who it is because, number one, Valina always books great bands at the 40-watt. And number two, it's just a great music venue and a great hang. And I always enjoy going in there. I've never had a bad time in there, and I'm psyched to go back with the project. Looking at the monitor in the studio, and I swear we're going to continue on because I want to know about the show that y'all played at Cooperstown because my son and I were up there. He played at Dreams Park. I don't know if you know anything about it, but it's unbelievable. But I physically just saw a college player performs the national anthem on his guitar. He plays at Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. He's got his Islanders jersey on, and he's got his one foot propped up on the amp and the other he is rocking a guitar playing the national anthem before he plays in the baseball game which i think is just so cool have you ever done that play the national anthem for like a braves game uh yeah oh i've sung the national anthem a couple of times i think they were both back in fulton county no at turner field excuse me i've done it a couple of times at turner field uh, and I've done it a few other places, and the baseball project has done it several times. We got to sing it on the field at Fenway before a Yankees Red Sox game. That was a wow. that was a pretty big trip. But that's the cool thing about the baseball project. We get to go into you know a lot of times both minor and major league teams will let us come in and sing the anthem or sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," and we get to stay and watch the game. And that's always 
you know, it's a thrill for us because we're always we're all huge fans. Talking to Mike Mills of Baseball Project and REM on the Braves Country Podcast here on the Braves Radio Network. Talking about Cooperstown because Cooperstown for 12-year-olds. Do you know about Dreams Park? Have you ever heard of that? No. The only thing I, that we did there, you know, in the Hall of Fame itself is a little a little theater. You know, when, you, when you're playing on stage, they've got it set up so it looks like you're in a, in a park somewhere, That's at a baseball cool. park. So that's really cool. But, no, I don't know about Dreams Field. It's the coolest thing. At 12 years old, it's like everybody's goal at 12 to make the tournament at Cooperstown. And you have to get a bid to get in, and there's 106 or 12 teams every week, and they're all 12-year-olds. But the goal is it was created by a man who was in the Marines that loved baseball, and they had all this property outside of Cooperstown, and they built probably 20 fields, and they're all 200 feet. The goal, Mike, was to make sure that every kid had an opportunity to hit a home run while being and playing at Cooperstown. Man, that's genius. That's you see, that's the kind of thing baseball needs because when they went to things, you know, like all the it's only night games, and they did all these things that weren't they weren't thinking about the fact that they're going to lose the kids if they don't do something about it. So that kind of idea, I think, is just really good for the game. It's also opening other doors. One door that I think is definitely open to you is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, yeah. and you guys uh, played a special show there as well, right? You know, it was it was amazing. We were kind of the house band for All Star Week in Cleveland. They let us play a, a few shows in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, we got to meet a lot of oh man, that was so cool. We got to meet uh, Gaylord Perry and Mike Trout wow. and Dennis Martinez and you know all these people who were in our songs. And then we got to got to <laughs> hang out with some of them and chat with them. And it was. Uh, it was a really oh, – Tim Raines was there. Got to say hi oh, to him. So, cool. yeah, it was a pretty special thing to get to play for the, the combination of people who were there. You know, some people were just wandering in to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and most of the people were there for the All-Star Game. So it was this beautiful cross-section of people that love the same things we do. Yeah, it's kind of the reason we do this show, just love music and love baseball. One of our favorite songs by the Baseball Project is from the third record called Third. And it's to the Veterans Committee. Dale Murphy needs to be in the Hall of Fame, and I know you said you've become acquainted with Dale and friends with Dale, which is cool, but that's the thing. Dale Murphy should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. There's no question about it. And when you write a song about it, once you put pen to paper, it becomes fact. <laughs> well, your words to God's ear. I hope that's true. But, you know, it's it's just such a it's such a joke. I mean, nothing against Harold Baines, but if Harold Baines is in the freaking Hall of Fame, then why isn't Dale Murphy in there? It's just it makes no sense at all. And it's not over yet. I think there's still a chance, and we're doing everything we can to get him in there. Yeah, I think we're going to play to the Veterans Committee at the end of the show right after we play your new single from Grand Salami Time. It's called Journeyman, which is a great song that discusses, like, the journeyman uh, – player who, who kind of just uh, keeps his bag packed and that's kind of how we do in the music uh, touring world as well we're going to play them back to back at the end of the show just like murphy won back to back mvp awards hint hint <laughs> and uh love it and uh hey i wanted to ask you real quick um what's your take uh, is there any of these new rules that you like or don't like in baseball do you want to tell us any anything about that oh my boy do i have opinions about that here we go um i <laughs> all right here's what here's what i like i like the bigger bases I think that's cool. I think you got to bring steals and, and running back into the game. I like getting rid of the shift because it was turning into softball. You know, you had you had basically a short fielder uh, mm-hmm. playing, you know, short right field. It, it was it was becoming softball. Bad enough you got the DH, which is, you know, or was guys that couldn't play the field but could only hit. So uh, so I like the getting rid of the shift and I like the bigger bases. Uh, I really hate the runner at second base. Me too. Uh, that that's just this. It's because that fundamentally alters the game. It's it not like a tweak. It's a complete fundamental change in the game. 
I love what we call free baseball. I love yep. extra innings games. Me too. You, how else would you have Rick Camp hitting a home run in the 20th <laughs> inning or whatever it was of yeah. the game? You know, if you if you end the game after an extra inning or two, then you never get this really cool stuff that happens later. I don't like getting rid of bases on balls. Uh, because mm-hmm. you never know what could happen. A pitcher could throw a wild pitch. I've seen batters reach over and get hits That's on right. what's supposed to be an intentional pass. Right. Yeah. So those kind of rules, I, those rules I really dislike. Uh, the pitch clock, I'm not a fan of it because I didn't mind a long game, but I get it. I mean, it makes a kind of sense, but I still don't like it. Um, the weird rule I can't decide about is the three-batter minimum. Uh, part of me thinks that's a good idea, and part of me thinks that that you should let managers manage. So I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about that one. Okay, I'm going to go with a new campaign. Mike Mills for baseball commissioner. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a thankless job. I mean, he basically, he works for the owners, uh, yeah. but but he's supposed to be there for the fans. So it's really, you know, it's it's like a lot of politics. They think they're working for the people, but they're really working for the man. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's a tough place to be. What are some of the other, the other folks in the baseball project? Who are they fans of? Obviously, you're a Braves fan, but not everybody in the band's a Braves fan. No, I'm the only one, uh, except for kind of Peter a little bit. Um, no, we, we have a song about that on one of the records uh, where we all sing a verse about what we're fans of. Uh, Steve Wynn, who is just awesome, awesome musician, songwriter, uh, his main band is the Dream Syndicate. Uh, he grew up in L.A. as a Dodgers fan, and then when he moved to New York, where he's lived for many years, he had to sort of pick a new home team, so he took the Yankees, for which I'll never forgive him. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Scott McC- and, and Linda. Linda grew up in uh, Minnesota, so she's a Twins fan. Okay. But That's when also she moved tough. to New York with Steve, they they kind of she also took the Yankees on as her team, for which I will forgive her. Okay. Um, and Scott McCoy grew up in the Bay Area, so he's a mostly a, a Oakland Athletics fan. So he's a little bummed that they're going to be leaving for Las Vegas. Yeah. He's also a Giants fan because he's a Bay Area guy, and, and then he lived in Seattle for many many years. So he uh, he was a Mariners fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so between us, you know, we got Mariners, A's, Giants, Braves, uh, Dodgers, Twins, and Yankees between the four of us. Wow, so that's a pretty good spread. That is, that is an amazing. That's an amazing. I don't see how y'all get along because there's got to be fights. I mean, y'all got to. at somehow when somebody wins and somebody loses, you know, we got a we got a Braves Dodgers series or something, and the Braves pull it off. You rub it in a little bit. If the Dodgers win, they rub it in a little bit. Do y'all ever have those moments? Well, we're really good friends, um, so that we, you know, nothing, nothing supersedes the friendship. Uh, but we do like to give each other a little grief now and again, for sure. And I always give Steve a hard time for being a front runner for being a Yankees fan. Um, yeah. But we have a song called "Fairweather Fans" where we all talk about who we like. But my only real beef, and we got into this with uh, Craig Finn from the Hold Steady uh, when when they we they, we wrote a song. Well, before I was in the band, they wrote a song called "Please Don't Call Them Twinkies." about mm-hmm. the twins but in in that craig finn says ron gant was clearly out Ooh. and when we do fairweather and when we, we do fairweather fans i always say that that was the most bogus call in the history of the world series totally because obviously herbeck picked him up off the bag and it was just a terrible terrible call so uh, so we do get into it about that a little bit but otherwise we we remain calm yeah i feel like the twins cheated a little bit in 91 i just want to go on record right now not only did herbeck manhandle gant but they also i don't know if you ever heard about this but they turned on the air conditioner blowing out when the twins were batting they turned it on batting in uh blowing in when the when the braves were batting i never heard if that was confirmed or not but it wouldn't surprise me you know i don't have any hard evidence that they manipulated the air conditioning but i've heard that before and you know 
I, I wouldn't put it past anybody to do that. I've been in that park, and it's ridiculous. When you try to go out the door when that thing is on, it's like it's like walking through a tornado. So uh, it's entirely possible. Yeah, it is. I think they did the Minnesota Cheaters, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad she did change to the. I'm glad she did change to the Yankees. That's much better than the Twins. <laughs> uh, Mike Mills, uh, thank you so much for being here. And on this show, we like to talk about Southern food after we uh, talk about all the music and and and, uh, and baseball. baseball. Yeah. So uh, we love Southern food. We love mom and pops shops. Uh, Barbecue shacks, meat and threes, soul food places, and and I know REM celebrated local Southern restaurants in in the music a lot. I wondered if you would give us uh, maybe like your top two or three places around the South where you just have to stop the van and and show the people from around the country uh, this is real Southern food. Okay, let's see. The Busy Bee in Atlanta is awesome. Okay. So what else is good? Sprayberry's Barbecue is pretty good. Oh yeah, and they're Noonan. Dexter's Place here, uh, Automatic for the People, uh, Weaver D's is still really, if you want a fried pork chop, that's a place to go for that. Any place I can find that's, you know, unique and traditionally Southern, I'm in. No yeah, doubt. what's the Busy Bees? I hadn't really heard of that one. Uh, Busy Bees over there by uh, by Morehouse, the HBCU complex in in, uh, in, in the west side of Atlanta. It's, uh, it's really great. Just remarkable fried chicken and really good soul food. Awesome. Mike Mills joining us here on the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network and Scott, please forgive me. My wife's from upstate New York. I'm from Dalton, Georgia, and we bonded over music. That was part of our relationship early on. I was an REM fan. She was an REM fan, so we had a connection right uh, immediately. And yeah. so, do you ever miss recording and touring with REM? And do you think we'll ever get a chance to see him play live again? And I ask that selfishly because I would love to take my wife to see y'all play because <laughs> y- y'all had already, you know, kind of stopped playing when when we were married, and the band means so much to us. Well, thank you, Tug. I I, I don't see us ever reforming. No, but, you know, it's funny. A lot of us end up playing together. Peter and I just we played at the Fox not too long ago. Um, with Bill. The, the three of us actually played mm-hmm. and backed up uh, Tom Gray from the Brains and Vanessa from Pylon and Rick Richards from the Satellites. But as far as the four of us getting together, I don't see that happening again. I don't really miss it. You know, it was it was the kind of thing that it was great. And when we broke up, it was time to break up and go on and do other things. And uh, and we're still friends. I still get to hang out with the guys. So that's all cool. But, you know, as far as doing it again, I don't know. I kind of like leaving the legacy where it is and, and it. Keeping, it, keeping it safe. Understood, man. We will still be listening to REM music on date night. We always do. <laughs> and, and no kidding, man. And, and, at our house, it, it you know, it's like, hey, play REM radio. And, you know, that and that stuff great. comes on. And it's just what we bonded over. It was one of the first things that we connected on was music. And then shortly after that, baseball, because I'm a Braves fan and she's a Yankees fan, being from upstate New York. So we, we had to we have had one good connection because, like you and the rest of the band, we arguing over the baseball. <laughs> I love it, Chuck. That's really great to hear, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. But we want to let you know how much we love that you and Peter Buck are in this great band that focuses on baseball and love that you're sticking up for Dale Murphy in the Veterans Committee song and hope that you keep making great music and whenever you're at the ballpark, please come by the Braves Radio Network studios and see us when you're in town on the 9th and the 10th. We'd love to uh, have you all come by the studios and play some songs and the studios look right down at the right field gate here at Truist Park. Man, know that the door is always open and you're always welcome. We would love 
to do that with you, and I look forward to uh, seeing you guys in August. There you go. Yes, sir. We're going to play the Veterans Committee and Journeyman from the new record Grand Salami back-to-back. And uh, make sure you go out to Terminal West in Atlanta on the 9th and the 40-watt in Athens on the 10th and see Baseball Project play. Mike Mills, thank you so much for uh, being on the show, and go Braves. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. Go Braves. I'm a lonely drifter. I go from town to town. I do one thing well. That's why I stick around. You can call me lefty. It's my stock and trade. I'm a specialist. It's how I get paid. Always keep my bags packed Never get too close to anyone Long as there's someone who needs me Down the road I'll go
This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.